Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is for you. I am thrilled to introduce the India Watch to us tonight, this morning, for many of you. (laughs) And Rennie has recently climbed on board to help facilitate this watch, and she's doing a marvelous job. We all from the nations need to welcome India into this. It's really wonderful to see them come alive and come into this stream. Reading through your texts and messages, there's a lot happening in India, and you need our, we need to come around them as brothers and sisters in Christ. So, Rennie, I'm going to turn this over to you, and we'll listen to what you all have to say. Welcome each one of you today being here because it means a lot for every month, once a month, we get to come and represent India Watch in the Global Watch. So it's a very special watch for us. And today we have Sal, you'll see him very soon, Salvam and Kala, they are brother and sister. Salvam is one of the quiet non-worship leaders in India. He has written a song. If you remember last month, I played one of his songs written. I can send the link later as well. He will He doesn't have his guitar with us, but we want to hear his voice this morning. So we will let him sing for us. And then he will, both of them will share about their project called Obadiah Project, where they support the ministers in the rural villages. And they will share their prayer concerns so that we can rally around them and really support them with prayers so that they really break through those grounds, which they are trying to break through in India with that song, the worship, the song of worship and to support those pastors who are going through persecution or whatever needs they have. So today we have very special guest, and I really pray that the Holy Spirit take over this meeting and breathe into India as we are in a stage of really discerning what India has to bring alongside India Watch being a part of Global Watch. So welcome, Salvam and Kala. I hand it over to you now, Salvam. You can lead a worship and then share about the project and then prayer concerns. So we are with you. We stand with you and we come alongside with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Rani. Thank you so much, everyone. Just give me a moment. I'm just opening the Zoom on my laptop just to give you a heads up that I am not in my own city. We've been traveling since last three weeks, my and me and my wife, by the grace of God, the God has given us openings across India. We get to travel in the, to the length and breadth of India, just sharing what the Holy Spirit has been stirring in our hearts through worship, through music. So uh, right now I'm in a city called Kolkata. If you know, it's called the City of Joy. Hope you can hear me and see me now. Only a techie person <laughs> would know what to do with what you just did. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> you, yes, we can see and hear you now. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So it's a privilege and honor for me and Kala to be here, a part of this prayer gathering. Thank you so much for what you do. It really means a lot. You know, prayer is very important, not just to make it sound great, but from the Bible scriptures. We really know that even as Moses stood on the mountain, lifted up his hand, there was victory to Joshua and the entire troop. So that's what I believe that as you are raising up your hands in your intercessions, God is giving us victory. 
So I was just telling that we've been traveling myself and my wife across India, just sharing music, worship, songs, what God has given us. More than songs, I would say we've been prophesying. We've been prophesying over the nation of India that an army of intercessors, army of worshipers, an army of God is rising in India. Amen. So I'm in a city called Kolkata. It's known as the city of joy. Yesterday, yesterday night, we reached around 12 p.m. We landed here. The thing that amused me was even as we were traveling across the streets, we saw idols, continuously idols, idols and idol worship, chantings happening because of Diwali that festival that's happening here. And it's really heartbreaking to see that People are worshipping man-made idols. and But we are here with a great hope that we are going to prophesy over this land that Jesus, the Son of God, the God of the God who is the true living God is going to reign and rule over the city of Kolkata. So that's, the, that's what we are here for. We are here for a very short while today and tomorrow. The Festival of Light, Diwali is a festival of light. Yeah, but we are going to prophesy, speak the God of light over this nation, this land. And so we are here for tomorrow for a conference. The whole day there's a conference. And day after, we are traveling to again to a place called Gwalior. It's in the center of India, Madhya Pradesh. And there we are there along with 3,000 3, pastors and leaders, just encouraging them, equipping them and being part of their meeting. So... That's what is happening. I would love to sing this song called Above All. I hope everybody knows this song. I'm sorry I do not have an instrument right now, but I definitely believe that God will meet us wherever we are. Amen. <clears throat> Above all powers for all of you. Above all powers. Above all kings. Above all nature and all created things. Above all wisdom and all the ways of man. You were here before the world began. Above all kingdoms, above all thrones. Above all wonders the world has ever known. Above all wealth and the treasures of the earth. There's no way to measure what your worth. Crucified, laid behind the stone. You live to die, rejected and rose, tremble on the ground, you took the fall, and thought of me about above all powers, above all kings. Above all nature and all created things. Above all wisdom and all the ways of man. You were here before the world began. 
above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all wealth and the treasures of the earth, above all wealth and the treasures of the earth, crucified, laid behind the stone, you live to die, rejected all trembled on the ground, you took the fall and thought of me about you were crucified. Laid behind the stone, you live to die, rejected and alone, like the rose, trembled on the ground, you took the form, and thought of me about rose. Tremble on the ground, you took the fall and thought of me about oh, I need thee, oh, I need thee every hour. I need thee, oh, bless me. Now my I come to thee, Lord, I need thee, oh, bless me, now my Savior, I come to thee. Lord, even as we're coming from all across the world, we stand in the gap, intercede for each other, praying for each other. We believe that, Lord, you are the God who answers us. You are the God whom all the flesh will come, all the mankind will come to the God who answers our prayers. Today, Lord, as we look to you, Jesus, make your face shine on us. Let your face shine on us. Let your face shine on us. We give you glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll be playing a song as I was telling Dana, the song that prophetic the Lord, prophetically the Lord gave me. Since I do not have an instrument, I thought I would play that song and I would love to talk about it. Hallelujah. This is the, this is the prophetic word that God gave us as a family, as a church, as, a, yes, there is a YouTube link. My sister Kala will help to share it the chat but this is the desire this is the vision this is the prophetic word that god imparted in us almost two and a half years back that's when the entire obadiah project that i'm going to share about started yes hope you got to read the cc the yeah the meaning of the song uh, of the video i'm so grateful to god that god is raising an army for himself in these last days amen Ezekiel chapter 37, God speaks to Ezekiel, takes him to the valley of dry bones and asks, 
do you believe, do you think, do you know that an uh, army of army can rise up from this, that these dry bones can come to life? And Ezekiel was wise. I feel he was wise in my eyes. He says, Lord, only you know. <laughs> if I was there, I would have just said no, or I would have just made reasonings or logical answers or things like that. But he was quite wild enough and said, Lord, and as a family, my mom has joined now. Her name is Palkani. She's joined in from my dad's phone, Manasseh Murugan. So it's like a family reunion. She's there in Mumbai. <laughs> so God spoke to us as a family that God is doing something in our nation, India. Everything started in 1992-1993 when I was just two years or three years old. We were from Hindu family. Never knew Jesus personally. Gentiles completely. <clears throat> Mom was going through a lot of things in her life. She, she was living a sinful life. She would have committed suicide because there was sickness in her body. There was my dad and mom used to have fights, no peace at home. Because of all of this, she was thinking of suicide, suiciding herself, bringing into her life. And that's when somebody invited her to, to worship gathering where people were worshiping Jesus. It was a very small village in Tamil Nadu in the south of India. And while she went there, she saw somebody leading worship with guitar as I was leading on the video, just leading worship and singing with the joy of God, expressing joy. And mom had this question, like, how can this man be so happy, so joyful? And she had this conversation with God. She said, if, if the joy that this man is talking about, the God that man is talking about, if I also can receive the same joy, then I will give myself to serving God. And the next moment, the next fraction of second, Holy Spirit filled her with the joy of the Holy Spirit. The oil of joy was poured on her life and she experienced God like never before. That was her first encounter. And guess what? The first, the Sunday that she goes, the first immediately, the next Sunday that she goes and there's an announcement for baptism. Guess what? My mom is standing in the first line. She just wants to be baptized. She wants Jesus. She doesn't know what baptism is. She doesn't know. She didn't know that they need to carry extra clothes for changing and stuff. No. She just said, I need Jesus. And she got baptized. And when she came back, my father was like a staunch Hindu believer. So he, he was very strict. He would not allow my mom to go. It was like a persecution because he would always ask my mom to do that idol worship here in India early morning before even you change your clothes after taking bath with the towel on it my dad would go in front of the idols like the pictures and do all his mantras and all of that and then he will go so before he would go to the work there will be this Hindu chanting these who have that radios and stuff like that Hindu chantings will go on the radio and as soon as my dad would leave the house suddenly worship songs will just start till evening 5 o'clock he would return house and then again Hindu chantings so the people in our neighborhood in the street they would wonder whether this is a Hindu family or a Christian family like <laughs> confused what is happening but after 3 years my God spoke to my dad in a dream in the dream Jesus revealed himself and 
my dad in the middle of the night just woke up here in his eyes said i need jesus in my life and my god saved through a dream my dad got saved through a dream morning next morning he took all the idols put it in a bag and then threw it in the gutter <laughs> gutters are quite famous here in mumbai so he just threw it there and since then as a family my mom and dad then our elder sister kala and myself and now i have a younger sister mani all of us are serving god now i'm married as well so we as a family we serve jesus together and we have actually laid our lives to see india knowing jesus and that's why our ministry name is called india revival church ministries we are from a very small background we do not have big congregation or any big show to be called back support of people who are funding us or sending something to sustain us now it is god heaven sustaining us all throughout these years and by god's grace now as reni was telling i get to represent my church all across india lifting up the name of jesus from the north that's jammu and kashmir for you in india jammu and kashmir from the north till south that is tamil nadu i get to go travel exalt the name of jesus prophesy these prophetic songs that god gave us speak the prophetic word and stir in people's heart that god is raising an army and he is bringing revival in india we know this for sure that people are going to see jesus like never before even so now i would like to talk about obadiah project how it started and what it is all about obadiah project started as soon as the pandemic hit india as i told you we've been serving from our childhood so there has been incidents in my family where we've been without food <laughs> we've been without money to take care of our like some of our personal needs or immediate needs medical needs stuff like that so we've been praying in our church every day at 8 o'clock since last maybe 1200 days even before the pandemic began we've been praying continuously and one of the main foundations or the core vision of india revival church ministries is to intercede and pray for the nation so as a church we've been praying and we've been mobilizing other churches as well to pray across india during this time so in one of those days my mom usually shares the word every day and she cannot speak english hence here i'm representing her but she's available on the call as well maybe sometime i will ask her to pray for all of us so she would speak in tamil and just share the scripture maybe for 10 minutes because it's a very small knit group one day like a routine day she was talking about first kings chapter 18 i'd like to read it for you guys uh she was just from the bible she said let's turn to our bibles to first kings chapter 18 and it was a regular day because every day see you're a pastor's kid and every day you get to hear the word of god every day prayer is happening every day some or some or the other meeting is going on normal right so the normal prayer meeting every day and then first kings chapter 18 she just started reading and it came to pass after many days that the word of the lord came to elijah in the third year saying go present yourself to ahab and i will send rain on the earth so elijah went to present himself to ahab and there was a severe famine in samaria 
and Ahab had called Obadiah, who was in charge of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. For so it was while Jezebel massacred the prophets of the Lord that Obadiah had taken 100 prophets and hidden them 50 to a cave and had fed them with bread and water. Yes, fourth verse as well, First Kings chapter 18, verse 4 and 2, 4. So this word came across and, and for next 10 days or a week, I went sleepless. <laughs> It was one of the common meeting, like no music instrument. It's like a Zoom meeting. What kind of impact can a Zoom meeting have? It's normal. There's no people around, like just seven, eight people on the call and regular praying. But this word came and this word became so heavy on my heart that for next seven to 10 days, I was sleepless. Why? Because God started working in my heart. Obadiah is a man, he said, that greatly fear God. One is he greatly fear God. Secondly, you can see Jezebel, a witch, a woman who slaughtered the men of God, the prophets of God. He, Obadiah, lived in the same, under the same roof as Jezebel lived. But the difference was he greatly feared God and he was an undercover for the kingdom of God. Under the nose, nostrils of Jezebel, Obadiah took hundred prophets. He took the responsibility, the burden of hundred prophets. And he said, I will preserve these prophets. I will protect these prophets and I will provide for these prophets. And mind you, this was a time of famine. You can see in the scriptures, even the king was trying to find some water and grass for his horse and mules to keep them alive. But this man, Obadiah, in spite of all of that, he made sure that he will take care of 100 prophets and provide for them food and water. Food and water. That thing got stuck in my heart. God said, how can you be at peace when my servants are sleeping empty stomach? And as soon as I started, this became so heavy that as soon as I started talking to multiple people whom I knew, like people from worship community, people whom I knew would like would take the burden, I just called them, I started sharing. And same thing, we are sleepless. Why did you share this with us? <laughs> you are sleepless, but you are making us sleepless. And then God told me, what do you have? I said, Lord, I can only sing. That time I was just doing one job. So that one job, one money was just enough for just to keep myself like my family because, you know, we live in a rented apartment and all of those expenses, it's nothing like that. But I was like, God, I just have my songs. I can sing songs. God says, sing songs. Do worship online worship, let people come. And as people come to share this vision, to preserve, protect, and provide for the men and women of God working in rural India, working all across India. And we did that. I would do like back to back. In one month, we would do two worship, online worship concerts for just per se to call it concert. But it would be like a time where we would be interceding, worshiping, and then sharing this vision. 
that God wants to preserve, protect, and provide for His servants in India. As soon as we started doing that, we set up a team. Kala became the face of the Obadaya project. She started identifying people across India who were in need of medical assistance, were in need of just regular groceries or stuff like that. And then we set up a team where they would pray and say that, okay, we need to release this much amount, like a 5,000 rupees or 10,000 rupees or some groceries or something like that. And then as soon as God helped us, we tied up with ministries and organizations to make this thing possible. Because we were passionate, we had the vision, we were the people who were mobilizing, but we didn't have the mechanism per se to to have the account bank accounts or to set up all that thing it would take time so we partner with people and we said let's do this together and then by god's grace simultaneously gradually we were able to meet 750 plus families across india 22 states from north to south east to west and just bless them pray for them the primary thing was we would call and pray it was like that angel who came to Elijah and said, get up, arise. You have a long way to go. Eat, eat this food. That's what Kala was doing. Kala's work was that angelic work that she would call and suddenly they would be surprised. Tackle, who is this lady calling and what is this Obadiah and what are they trying to do? Like she would just call and encourage. And even till now, we receive testimonies saying that only because of that prayer call that we were able to sustain ourselves. So as a family, we just want to thank God for everybody of you who are taking this time out to pray for us. I would just give it over to Kala. Maybe she can share some of the prayer points. And then my mom is here. Maybe if we have time, uh, we would love for her to pray for each one of you and just bless you. But this Obadiah project keeps going on in a very different way now because through the songs, what we are doing is we are going across India prophesying it's part of Obadiah project. We are prophesying. We are still mobilizing support for pastors and missionaries and people, leaders. But we are right now in a season where we are equipping, challenging, and engaging young people like us, like me and Kala and other young people in our nation to arise and to step into this call of serving God. That's what we are doing. 